You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 17 of Paranormal Encounters. Hi guys. We have an awesome story coming up from Tanya. Now we recorded this thing probably a month ago, but I've been waiting to be able to play this one. It was in the order. I had some of them ahead of it. Oh. But this is one, trust me, that you guys are going to want to see pictures of and actually have pictures. Oh, man. So I'll get Tanya's approval to be able to share these pictures, but when you hear the story, it's it's very incredible. So, Aren't Tanya? Yes. I'm oh, Tanya. cool. <laughs> what? As opposed to a Tanya, we don't know that I Oh, uh, well, I didn't know. I just was going to make sure. <laughs> so anyway, a couple of quick stories to start with. I'll start. You do that. My family traveled to south of France to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked for. The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free, and we had 10 days booked in there. After a long two days on the road, we drove down to a steep driveway towards a secluded mill cottage with the water wheel sat static alongside the stone house. Sounds beautiful. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house, and a small river circled the place. We went into the house and chose the rooms, but being set down in a small copse, the house was draft and cold from the lack of use. We settled in and turned all the heating on, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. The first night, we had set a fire in the living room and listened to a couple of audiobooks before my sister and I went to sleep. My parents stayed up a little bit longer than we did when we, and then went to bed. Around midnight, they both woke up at exactly the same time and the door to their bedroom was opening slowly. At first, they thought it was my sister until they saw a large, dark silhouette of a man framed in the doorway, standing stock still, just looking in their direction as if appraising them. After a short period, the shape turned and started to move as it satisfied and disappeared. They looked at each other, but didn't speak, and both went back to sleep. How in the hell? Shoo, no way. The next morning, the house felt warm and dry, and sunlight was back through the windows. It was as if something had lifted and accepted them. They spoke the next day, and both agreed that although they were skeptics, it could not have been anything other than something supernatural in that doorway deciding their worth. And that's from Dave. I I don't get it. How you just look at each other and go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could have done that. No. If nothing else, get up and check the place out and see if there's an intruder or something. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I'm glad there was kind of a happy ending to it, at least. At least the sunshine through. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Aquarius, let the sunshine in. I know. I was going to break out in song, but I thought, yeah. <laughs> so what kind of story do you have for us? I have one. I don't know. Let's read it and find out. <laughs> 
One night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. Thinking it was my mom, I opened my eyes to see an eyeless boy. He had black empty sockets about my age and he was sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand and in it was a little box. I was startled but reached out. He pulled it back. He said, uh-huh. <laughs> it's oh, like a no, get off the Simpsons. <laughs> I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked, and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But the imprint of someone sitting on my bed was still there. Fast forward five years. My girlfriend came over to do homework. Mm -hmm. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at the corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to a full consciousness and I explained what she had done. She said, up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man pose staring at me. I freaked out and told her my story about that same kid. Well, we're going to fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend, and we had a two-year-old son. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started walking, oh, excuse me, waking up at the same time every night, and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy, and he's nice. He's lost in looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. Mm. Aww. He was just looking for his mama. I've been looking for a long time, but what point do you give up? I don't know. I guess two eyes fall out, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) That already happened. (laughs) Aww. All right. We've we've, uh, been anxiously awaiting this one, so let's go ahead and listen to Tanya's story. Hey guys, we've got Tanya from Texas on the phone, and she's got a doozy of a story to tell us, and I know that because she told me it was a doozy of a story. This one involves her trying to help a spirit cross over, and that may be one of the few times we've had that kind of a story on the show, so I'm excited to hear it. First of all, Tanya, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to meet y'all. Thank you. Well, yeah, excited. I can't wait to hear this story. (laughs) Well, you don't have to wait much longer because I'm getting ready to turn the microphone over to Tanya. Tanya, it's all yours. Okay. I grew up in a little town called Pflugerville. It's just outside of Austin. My mom and I moved into this condo townhouse when I was about six, seven. My bedroom was upstairs. There was a long hallway. At the end of the hallway was a mirror and then like the sink. One night, I heard somebody saying my name, kind of freaked me out because I thought it was my mom, but she goes to bed really early, so it didn't seem right that it would be her. The spirit started floating towards me continuously saying my name, and I did what any other child would do and put my head under the covers because no, 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 no thank you. 
she came to me to my recollection every night for probably 10 years she had black eyes she was wearing like a period style white dress with a collar that came up her neck she never touched the floor though she always floated down the hallway it, it was absolutely terrifying she never said anything other than my name until I tried. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to respond to her. Between the fear and, holy shit, am I seeing a ghost? You know, it really messed with my head. Years later, I was living on my own. She came to me again. I decided that I wanted to try and cross her over because from everything that I've ever heard from mediums and whatnot, spirits still lingering in this realm are stuck for whatever reason. I'm not, I don't consider myself a medium, but I can hear spirits. I can't normally see them. I've seen like three or four over the years, I thought I would give it a go. I had some crystals and kind of opened a circle where I thought nothing bad could get through. And my sole intention was to help this poor spirit that I don't know if she knew what was going on. I won't go into everything that I did because frankly, I don't remember step by step, but she the one thing that she always said to me, other than my name, in my adult years was, I'm lost. I'm lost. After trying to cross her over, she didn't come to me for the next 24 hours. So I thought that it, it had worked. I was hopeful. The next night, I woke up with four puncture wounds on my inner thigh. They're actually still there. It's been two months since this happened. The puncture wounds are still there. I actually sought out advice. When I sent them the picture, there was a paw print on my inner thigh. So there was a, there was a big bruise and then the four puncture wounds. This person responded that she was pretty terrified that it was a hellhound. I don't know about anything like that. I That is news to me. The following night, I woke up with bloody scratches on my leg that are also still there. I sought out advice again from a different person, and this person said, I really think that you should contact a priest. Well, I don't believe in God. So in, in my mind, I didn't know what help this would bring because, it, it, you know, will this work if I don't believe? The third day, I woke up with a cigarette burn on my finger, which has also still lingered. And at that point, I was like, okay, anything to stop this from happening. I was having really bad dreams and, you know, being physically attacked in my sleep, but it was actually happening. So I contacted a priest, a Catholic priest, because that was the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, of course, a Catholic priest. The priest that I spoke to did not want anything to do with it. 
which freaked me out a little bit more because to my knowledge, that's what they do. They do exorcisms. They, you know, interact with spirits and whatnot. So I started calling around to every church uh, that I could find a priest or reverend or whatever he is known as decided that he wanted to help after seeing the pictures um, that I sent him through correspondence. He said that he was going to try and do an exorcism on the actual spirit, but not on me. He also had a medium there with us. After the first hour, the medium decided that she did not want to be there anymore. So she actually left. I was very surprised by that and not comforted at all. What had happened is that when I guess opened a door to speak with the spirit that has, I guess, been attached to me since I was like seven, something else came through and it was something deep, dark, very disturbed. So we were going to try to exercise that dark spirit. After three hours of trying this, the priest decided that he needed to get me involved. When he said that, he actually saw they were a man's hands, but they were as if like a shadow. And he saw these hands around my neck. So this dark spirit was actually trying to kill me, I guess. I wasn't able to breathe. It was, it felt like I was being suffocated. When I woke up, I was going to the hospital. The reverend stayed with me in the hospital, make sure that I was okay. And I was, everything was fine. So we, I guess, had kind of an exorcism, which was really weird because I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. I thought that we were just trying to get rid of this spirit that had come over or whatever. The spirit, both of the spirits are completely gone. Um, I have not heard or seen from the female spirit and the dark spirit either. So I guess it worked. So my best friend and I, about two months after that, decided to go to like a rock store. They have all different kinds of crystals and rocks. There was a medium there who was making jewelry Summer, my best friend and I, uh, decided to sit down with Merlin and talk with her. It might be the most disturbing part of the story. She asked what had recently happened to me, and I told her, and she said, yeah, that's gone. That spirit is gone. A few minutes later, she told me that I had been a witch in my previous life. I had been burned at the stake. The man that killed me was the spirit that had come over and tried to kill me two months ago. And he really holds a grudge. He is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is the story of crossing over the spirit. That is the craziest stuff I've ever heard. See what happens when you try to help? (laughs) I know. Never again. Sink or swim, bitches. Yeah, I had really wanted my best friend to do this with me because she was sitting right there when Merlin was telling me all of this. 
but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, I'm, I know that you're glad to be rid of that. That's just that's hard to believe that you went through this all these years. What did you think when she told you you were a witch in your previous life? Um, you know, I'm very rooted in nature and I really enjoy using the energy of crystals uh -huh. to help me emotionally, mentally. So, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's not that far of a stretch. Uh -huh. Um, you know, she's talking of a completely different witch, yeah. which is kind of eerie and weird, but... I don't know. Yeah. The The whole thing is just so bizarre. Wow. That is a fascinating story. And dude, get over it. I'm you know saying. Get over it. Come on now. I thought women held grudges. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are okay. And, you know, it, I, I just, uh, I don't even know how I would react if something like that was to happen to me, you know what I'm saying? I just it's just so bizarre. It really is. And I I didn't know how to react. There was about three days that went by from the first day or the first night of me waking up to these puncture wounds like nails. Yes. It all took place in, in like three days of it happening and then two days of him getting ready to whatever, exercise this demon or whatever. Oh my gosh. I, I, I cannot even imagine that. That is crazy. To wake up with them puncture wounds on you and things like that. That's insane. Yeah. Do you still have those pictures? I do, yeah. That very cool. That's very cool. And how long ago was this when that happened? This was like a couple of months ago. Oh! Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, I, I think it was two months ago. Golly. Yep, super fresh. I'll have to I'll have to send you the pictures, Jerry. Yeah, I'd be very interested in seeing those. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that asshole's gone. You and me both, honey. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a terrible thing to have to, you know, deal with and everything like that. Especially when you were just trying to help. Yeah, it's it's really weird to to look down and still see everything that was done to me. Yeah, it's really weird. The scratches are almost gone now, but the puncture wounds are still there. They're just kind of scabbing over. Oh my gosh! Well, you are a strong, strong woman. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. This is crazy. Well, I appreciate you coming on yes, and telling that story I'm because glad you did too. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, Tanya, thanks for coming on, babe. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. That was awesome. Well, not really. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry you had to go through all that, but we got a good story out of it. That's what she was trying to say. Oh. Well, there you go. I am glad. a storyteller. Yeah, and I'm just glad that, that that has left you. So that's the main important part. All right. Well, Tanya, we know you've got some other stories, so we look forward to hearing some of those on future uh, broadcasts. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. All right. Thanks, honey. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Now, see, that's one of those stories that sends chills up your spine. It does. I cannot believe she endured that. Like, seriously. I mean, what would you do? I don't know. I mean, I'd... So, I mean, she sounds like she did everything she could do. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least it left her alone finally. So, thank God for that. Whew. 
Well, thanks for, uh, I'm sure some people will listen this early in the day. I hope they do, because they don't want to listen to this right before bedtime. (laughs) Yeah, you got that right. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.